What's up, everybody? We're back. We're back. We say there, Kendo. I don't say much. Why not? Because I don't know much. <laughs> okay. Well, we're back. <clears throat> if everybody uh, uh, listened in, I guess, on the last one, we had old Herm Dog in the house, and uh, he gave us some good info. Yeah, that was a pretty good, pretty good time with old Herm. Yeah, I thought he did a good job, too. He was nervous. He kept it clean, though. Yeah, I was pretty surprised, but, you know, I've seen a few comments that are just wondering, what, you know, how, how did he make it? Yeah, they didn't, it's almost like they didn't get the real, <laughs> the real Herm. But we'll have Herm back. We got to have Herm back. Oh yeah, we'll, for sure. We'll talk about some of the old stories, like you softball bet. stories and stuff. You I think bet. I think that'll be fun. Do something like that. But I kind of thought, well, okay, so there's two things we need to do here. One is it sounds like you got a joke for us. Yeah. So, I got a joke. My father, my father-in-law Rick, he—I don't know what's gotten into him over the last several months here, but he is a joke-telling machine. Yeah, he's got some dad jokes, doesn't he? he? Oh my word! I mean, every time I see him, it, our conversations consist of jokes, and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's he, hear it. Let's so hear this joke. He's actually staying staying this weekend at the house here. To, this weekend, and so he... You've got a crew. Yeah, yeah. we got a packed house here tonight, so me and Crane are locked down here in the little little den here. Kind of how I like it. Yep. Lock me up. But but this is Rick's joke. You ready? I'm ready. He said there was a dung beetle that walked into a bar. Okay. And he says, is this stool taken? <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I, would, I thought I, there would be more to it. <laughs> That's perfect. It's, it's perfect, right? I've been waiting for this joke, too. You told me you had a joke. You had a dung beetle joke. I said, don't tell me. I want to hear it. <laughs> he wanted to hear it on the podcast so you could get, could get his real reaction. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that that's his, that was his joke. He said another, a couple others, but I, I'm terrible at remembering jokes. Yeah. Well, I always, I always tear them up because I think they're funny. Yeah. So I start laughing when I tell the joke. I start laughing and it's no good. But number two, okay, the joke was good. I like that. But number two is I feel like we need to talk about uh, some animals here. And, and the reason I feel like we need to talk about some animals is we've talked about bubbles. We've yep. talked about that heartbreak that's going on for you. But we haven't got a chance to hear about these pigs. Oh, geez. Why don't you tell us a little about this little bit about why you, you, you feel like becoming a pig farmer? I'm not a pig farmer. Well, I, I don't know. I like to kick a pig every now and again, <laughs> as Gus McRae would say. No, tell us about them. Well, it's a stupid deal that we got going on down at the Sorensen Ranch. Uh, my wife, Casey, once again, this is her her doings. She uh, she got wind that these pigs would be would be something. She's always wanted pigs. For whatever reason, she's always wanted. She wants a pig. A pig, and, and I, don't, she, I don't understand why, because they're worthless. I mean, she didn't get one out of you, so she got to go yeah, buy one. That's right. <laughs> so she she found these couple of pigs from a, a close friend of ours, Janica, um, Janica and Preston. You know, who yeah, they, are. they live okay. here. They uh, 
it, it was her Janica's parents who had oh. these pigs and and they had a neighbor up there. They live up in the city, and they had a neighbor that was kind of complaining about these pigs, and so they needed to get rid of them. That's weird. And so, <laughs> look, here I am. I'm the guy to, to get your give your pigs oh to, I guess. Gosh. But they're they're. Um, so you're gonna get some bacon then? No, <laughs> no, they're not. They're not eating pigs. You don't eat these ones. <laughs> Apparently, these are pet pigs. Oh my gosh! They call them. They call them. I think Cooney Coonies or Coon Coons. They're kind of, I guess, in reading about them, Sounds which like I haven't a, done. Like a bit racist to yeah, me, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> we won't go there. But they're from native to New Zealand, okay. it turns out. But they're not like a, a like a, a hog like you'd see at the, the hog farms that look good, that are long back. They're kind of just, they're they're big, they're, they're fat, and their bellies drag on the ground, and they're... They're living down there now by the, by old bubbles. Eh? So they're they're big. Yeah, yeah. They're big pigs, yeah, and you got you, a male and a female. You got a male and a female, and I guess oh we're, we're going to start popping out piglets. Well, that's a big money business, I hear. Yeah, I've not heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never. Because who doesn't want a pig? Well, listen, the pup- cost you a ton of money to feed. And you can't do anything with them. The puppy market is saturated. I swear, you get online like every or everybody you know, yeah, is breeding puppies nowadays. Oh, well, that's true. And There's a lot of dogs out there. Lots of them. I'm just getting ahead of the curve here. I'm, yeah, I'm getting on to the next thing. So you're that guy that went out and like bought a bunch of emus and ostriches when that no. whole thing went down. No, I'm not that guy. <laughs> you're a pig guy. I'm, a, I'm not. <laughs> no, my wife's a pig, a pig woman. <laughs> she thinks she's gonna make money on these things. Though. She thinks they're gonna uh, sell for three, three hundred fifty bucks a piece. And you know, pigs. I mean, like the, the you you think? Hold, hold on, you, the piglets will sell for three to three hundred fifty dollars a piece. I'm not, I'm not saying that they will, but I'm saying that's what people say they have sold for. Really? <laughs> it turns out, I guess that's what I paid for these yeah. ones. <laughs> How about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yours are full grown. They are. They're they're only a year old, and they're oh. big. I mean, that that I bet that boar. I bet he's, gosh, he's got to be three hundred pounds or pushing. Yeah, listen, he's big. I don't know a whole lot about pigs, but I don't know how that boar's gonna. Yeah, mount anything. Well, <laughs> how are they supposed to reproduce? Because that thing only got about two inches between his legs and his belly. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but. I can't imagine it's gonna be a pretty what? sight when it occurs. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's not a pretty sight, Crane. But yeah, look, me and you—we've got kids. <laughs> <laughs> we seem to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh my word, that's a good solid point. Yeah. So, well, that's that sounds like fun. Yeah. Thanks for throwing. And my you're curve. happy about it. That's good. I'm, Ken is super <laughs> pumped about it. Oh, my heck. Well, so what do you got down there now? You've got uh, cows. Cow, yeah. One. Well, right now it just bubbles down there because yeah, you got your the other, two cows in the backyard, of course, in yeah, the dog pen. Right. right. They're, they're, we're still they're – not, they're not weaned off the You got the milk two replacer. cows in the dog pen, and you got your dog in your house. Where are you going to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> You go to the shed? Yeah, I guess. All right. That's oh good gosh. enough. <laughs> oh. You uh, threw me for a curve here, man. I didn't know he was going to bring up the pigs. 
I saw you get a little red, like you got a little excited. Well, I kept asking you, you know, at the start of this thing, Craig, what what, what are we going to talk about? Like, what are we, oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll just figure something out. <laughs> well, and this know. whole time you had this. and No. Listen, this this uh, podcast name is Shooting the Bull. And I thought, when I got here, hey, we could talk about them pigs. Maybe next week I'll have a episode called Shooting the Pigs. <laughs> we can talk about that. I just don't, I've never, I mean, hey. To each their own, but uh, a pig that doesn't produce bacon, it's stupid. It's, it's hard to understand. Now, stupid. Uh, everybody's got their own wife and their own deal. And what's the saying? Happy right. wife, happy life. That's right. That's wife right. says, get a pig, you get a pig. You don't got to know why you need a pig. Yep. But the wife says, get a pig, we get a pig. Yep. Right? That's kind of the approach I've I've taken. Don't it. worry. I've got a similar situation going on at my place. What's that? My wife thinks that she needs a bunny. My kids all think they want a bunny. I says, "Listen, we don't need a bunny." What? Up not and not like a like a normal bunny, but like apparently a lion mane bunny or something. Is that like one that you can keep inside? Like you, can, I've heard you can house train rabbits. Yeah, well, I'm not so sure about that. All I know is that she wants a bunny, and she's got all this information, you know, about what you need to do and how to raise them. And and I told her, I says, "Listen, we've got a dog. That uh, okay? Let me back up just a hair. My dog is a drawhar. Oh yeah, and a drawhar is a hunting machine. Like she lives to hunt, and." One of the tests they go through is pretty much they like they kill they kill a rabbit. You're right? gonna need or a few fox. bunnies. Yeah, and so like they track a rabbit and all this jazz. We had how I had like twenty two chickens at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I have two now. Yeah. Like, and I can't even get mad at my dog because it's doing just, what it was trained to do. It's his job, you know. And so I go out there and it's just like carnage you know like you know where you wake up from christmas and all the wrapping papers everywhere well i went out the chicken pen and there were just chicken everywhere <laughs> I thought, oh my word oh and it was twice it happened twice first time i wasn't home so my wife was and she was like it was like a i mean it was an ordeal like right. i think they i think the whole family was scarred from <laughs> the situation and uh and so I had to come home from work and, you know, clean up all the mess. <laughs> and then they, and then I went out there one of the times and my dog is in there again somehow. And I mean, it was just, so, so it was clean up time what, for me. What's gotten into Brady? Because she's not, I, I've never known her to be much of an animal type. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, I, I would have to say it's probably because um, I told her no, you know? So she's she was like, say. oh, well, I can if I want to, you know? <laughs> And the kid, the kids all are pushing for it, you know, and and uh, I'm just like, what are you gonna do with a bunny? So we've had animals, like we've had the kids talk us into animals before, right? Uh, the only thing that's ever produced is a chicken, you know, right? The chicken and the dog. The dog gets my birds. Like I'm a hunter. Like I love my waterfowl and my upland game, and he produces for me, or she does. Sorry, she produces for me, but. And the chickens, they produce eggs. Right now, the they price did. of it, yeah, they they. When we had enough, we couldn't we couldn't get rid of them fast enough. Now I got two. We're just praying for two <laughs> eggs every morning. Uh, but I mean, they produce, and we even had a guinea pig. Remember we had the guinea pig? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, 
that thing didn't make it. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) he did. And, and we, I took him out of the haystack eventually because we fed him hay. Right. So we took Mm -hmm. the guinea pig out to the haystack when it was time to let the guinea pig, you know, live its, sow its wild roots out in the haystack, you know. And uh, for the longest time, like, I'd go out of that haystack and, you know, every down they'd pop his head out and then go back in. I was like, really? oh, yeah, I was like, oh, he's making it, you know. <laughs> and then one day I just noticed Gus was out there. Gus was one of my old dogs, and and uh, he was out there kind of just standing, I mean, standing dead still next to the haystack. I'm like, what in the world? And then all of a sudden, boom, he shoots down. Boom. Uh, guinea pig is no longer (laughs) in the haystack. (laughs) I got a funny experience real quick. Just throw this. So, so I lived with my in-laws for when we first got married, we lived in their basement. Yeah. And they had a, um, like a a pet python. It was, it was kind of a young one. So it was like, I don't know, four feet long, you know, kind of about, I don't know. It was a pretty good sized snake. Yeah. No, I'm not a snake guy. Right. And uh, not, neither am I. And this thing had gotten out of its cage and gone missing. Uh, and it happened a time or two before where the snake had gotten out and they'd found it. Yeah. But it had gone missing for like a few weeks. Nobody had seen the snake. And so everybody just assumed the snake was dead in somebody's closet. Somewhere the snake was, was dead in the house. Hold on. The snake went, you just said the snake went missing? Yes. I almost blacked out there for a minute. <laughs> the snake went missing? How does the snake go missing? So I had like a little, a little, little aquarium that was living in. Yeah, but how did you stay in the house when the snake <clears throat> is missing? Listen, we were just, just a we were just newlyweds. We didn't have anywhere else to live. Okay, <laughs> so you risk your life. I, I didn't even have a wall tent by this point in my marriage, <laughs> or I would have moved into that. <clears throat> so this snake, the snake's gone for a couple weeks, few weeks, whatever. A couple weeks. Yeah, and 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 time had gone by, and one morning. I'm standing in front of the the dre- this dresser in our bedroom, and it has like a mirror, and I'm standing there, you know, getting dressed, whatever. Yeah. All of a sudden, I feel on my pinky toe a little something touching oh, my no. pinky toe. No, no. I kid no. you not. I looked down and I seen the head of that snake coming. I'm gone. It came out from underneath that dresser and was literally on my pinky toe, just kind of like. Dude, I screamed like you would not believe. No way. That's the worst feeling. I mean, talk about a nightmare. <laughs> That's a nightmare to have happen to you. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! The only way that could have been any worse is if it was living in the toilet. That's it. That's the only way. Like you go to sit down and get a little tickle oh on your butt heck. cheeks with a little tongue, you know? That drop me. That drop me to the ground. I just snakes, pass out. Snakes are snakes are bad. I the only good snakes a dead snake. I agree. But he was alive. I don't know if he'd been living on mice that he'd found in the house or what. But that snake was healthy. God, he'd live good. I took off my pinky toe. He'd live good in my house sometimes in the wintertime. The mice get in. <laughs> they, they they take the place over. And for the longest time, we just had to deal with them, you know, stay in the basement. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when you had a mouse problem in your house, and, oh and Brady gosh. was always up in arms about the whole thing, but you were just cool as a cucumber. He yeah. didn't bother you. Like, you, no, you're fine. No, I'm good. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like, it, we, we had a deal, you know, like, you stay in the basement, I'll throw you some breadcrumbs, you know, like, we'll leave a thing of crackers open in the, you know, in the food storage, <laughs> just stay away from the bedroom, you know, yeah. but they they made their way up, and then we, <laughs> then we had to have carnage, you know, and it was like, I mean, it was bad, like, we were catching eight, ten mice a day. Oh, my 
and you live kind of on the outskirts in the town yeah. where, where you're kind of surrounded by fields. So it make yeah, and it was all hay fields and stuff, and it's like winter time. They just they push in, you know, right. and it's like you think you got it, you think you got it figured out, but you just don't ever have it quite <clears throat> figured out all the way. And you're opposed to cats, right? You're not a cat. Oh, guy. I'm not a cat guy. No, no. And my dog, my dog would tear a cat to shreds. I'm here to tell you, man. Cats are the secret. I live kind of the same. I'm surrounded by fields around me. Yeah, I've got three cats out there that live out in my shed. Yeah. As long as those cats are around, I've I've not seen a mouse in years. Well, I know, like uh, I know you say cats are the secrets, but what happens when you lock the cat in the house for how many days? What happens then? That then it, then it becomes the cat's house, and he marks his territory on every piece of furniture in the house. That was that was an ordeal. Still a little new. Oh my still gosh! For, maybe yeah, too soon. Too soon. It, it was been it's been a couple months ago now. Maybe maybe a month and a half ago, we went. Uh, I think we went skiing for the weekend with you guys. Yeah, and we all rushed, you know, hustled out of the house. Yeah, you know, we we're excited to go skiing, and and one of the kids left the garage door open, you know, between the house and the garage, and yeah, and in that time, the stupid cat snuck in. We shut the door, headed out the door, go skiing, and the cat <laughs> had the house for itself for the rest of the weekend. Oh my gosh, it was bad. It, it was like. Uh, clean the carpets, clean the, like it was. Multiple times. Like I paid to have Power Plus cleaning come two or three times to come. Just to get it gone. Try to get this stuff gone. And it, it's gone now. I mean. Yeah, it is. They, they're, they're good at what they do, but boy, that's like the worst. You want to talk about like the worst thing to have happen to to furniture or to carpet. Oh, I'm sure. Because it stinks. I, oh, yeah. Oh, it's boy. like a mark. It's a, oh, it's a smell they drop, like for sure. Yeah. It's like a territory oh, thing. Oh, it's, it's, it's bad. You know, that, that cat's lucky that he's still alive. Some people, they live with cats, and I think they actually get used to the smell, and other people just don't. So sometimes There's you nothing walk, worse, yeah. man. Gag a maggot. That is bad stuff. <laughs> I know. I think your wife was like, uh, she was traumatized because even at, like, I couldn't smell it. And she said, You can't smell that. You can't smell yeah. that. I'm like, I can't, I can't smell it. She said, I still smell it. Yeah. I was like, Man, you, I think you're just got a little traumatized there. <clears throat> bad don't don't you look if you so got, cats, if you got cats, cats are good just you know they're good outside as long as you've got a power plus outside. account yeah exactly <laughs> Get them, have them on speed now i I've, I've kept those guys in business i think they're the same company that cleans up like with floods yeah they? they are they are power plus so yeah. they're the same people I've, I've flooded my basement i think four times now well and they've they've cleaned our carpets they do a dang good job real good job shout out to power plus yeah boom shout out they do a dang good job yep I think too. Even I saw they were like offering a deal where like, uh, like they would rent, they would possibly rent the machine to you, and you could do it yourself. So it's like a cheaper price. Huh. They had, they had, or they had thrown it out there, seeing what people thought. <clears throat> I think for the most part, people were like, "Hey, we're willing to pay for good service. You know, come do it for us." And they're reasonable. Yeah, I never had a problem with them. Yep, I never had a problem. Way with Way good. Plus, a good clean car, good clean carpets, worth it. It is. I got my. Uh, I got my bear back. I seen that from Bear Bear Claw Taxidermy. Old Robert Brewer. Yeah, he did a good job. Way to go, Robert. Yeah, I mean, I Robert was pretty impressed. Uh, and you know, less than way less than a year turnaround. I mean, a shot oh, of yeah. bear in the fall. Yeah, got it back and got it rugged up, and I put it out on I put it out on our bed. Took some pictures and stuff, and my boy went with me to go pick it up. And it was funny; he had his hands in his pocket. We walk in, 
And you know, he's got some mounts on his wall or whatever. And I said, geez, there's a there's a lot of lot of animals in there, huh? Yep. That's that's all he just Yep, I know. <laughs> yep, I know. And I'm like, what in the world? This kid is like turning into a little man, you know. I know, Dad. <laughs> yep, I know. You know, just yeah. they're turning into little men. Yep, they are. They are. They're growing up fast. I well, we've been out shed hunting a little bit. Yeah. You know, you've been out with your kids and kind of made me jealous. And so I went out the next day with with Briggs, man. I had the I, I posted a couple little videos of him picking up horns. I saw that. <clears throat> but that was the best day I've had in a long time. Yeah. We, I mean, we were just literally two miles away on the hill here. Yeah. And we left like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, went for three, two, three hours, picked up nothing but chalky old horns. But that kid was on cloud nine. I saw the video. It he was, was so pumped. fun. Oh my gosh! It just filled my heart, man. <laughs> it was so fun. Honestly, though, it like uh, he's got the bug. Like he he's addicted to it. Now that's all he talks about every day. Dad, let's go. Let's let's go for a quick hike. Let's go for a hike. I'm like, I know. I imagine that's how it used <clears throat> to be. You know, you could just walk in the hills and pick two or three sheds up. Now it's so so ridiculous trying to get in the hills, try to beat seventy five other people. Yeah. It's like it gets kind of <clears throat> too bad. It is. I mean, it's still fun. Like, I still do it almost just to stretch my legs. It's the one thing I can do. Like, the cu- curiosity takes me, like, 50 miles. Right. Because I'm like, oh, gee, maybe just over that hill or behind that bush. Or, like, the worst thing a, a, a guy could ever do, like myself, is carry a pair of binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> that, them stupid binoculars have taken me to more sticks <laughs> on the side of a hill than I've ever found in antlers ever. Yeah. I mean, it is like this last time I went, I didn't bring my binoculars and I kept thinking, geez, what, what, what do you think that is over there? You know? And, uh, I just got, ah, oh, I forgot my binoculars and I just keep walking, but it was the best thing ever. Like <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of remember oh. we Ryan Richter. Oh, remember there's boy. Ryan Rick, Ryan Richter, man. I, he, oh boy, we we got a, he he's a stud. Oh, Ryan Diggity, you betcha. Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the quick story of your shed hunting experience here. So we were hunting late season elk for for Markel Barclay and 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 John and and we had a bunch of us there helping and, and Ryan was one of the guys there helping yeah. out. Yep. And we were all set up on this point, kind of glassing for elk, and way down off the mountaintop, down in this flat, we glassed up. We're, horn. We're talking far. Oh, mile like, and a half. Yeah, it, but down. Yeah, like down, down. Yep. Like if you like if you're gonna go down there, it better be a horn because to come back up to where we were sitting was a hike. Well, and we were convinced it was a horn, yet we were still not willing to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and to see it see it that far yeah. away, and it just looked like a big mule there. Yeah, mule it horn. did. It did. And then we're glass, and then and we all agreed. Oh yeah, and then and then like a hundred yards from where this this one was laying, there was another one. Yeah, we're like, dude, it's a set right there. I mean, we had Johnny's ninety power Swaros. <laughs> like, I mean, we we had probably we had gone from hunting elk to like, is that a shed for like an hour? And and, and Ryan's like, dude, if it's if that if that's a shed, that's a big shed. I have no problem. I have no problem going down there. To He's that like, shed. I'll go get it. And and I was like, okay, good. <laughs> We all want to like satisfy our curiosity, but none of us wanted to walk, make the walk. None of us wanted to make the hike, and he's like, "I'll do it." We're like, Ab- "Outstanding!" So outstanding. He, he took off, man. He and he's a hiker. Oh my, well, Ryan, you're a hiker, man. Dude can move. He flew down there, and I'll never forget. 
Because we wa- had radio. Yeah, he had radio. We had he had a radio with him, and he's walking up to that shed, and we're all gathered around. If you could just picture, like, there's like, what was it, like six of us there, like at, all like, gathered around on our, the all, phone. Everybody's got their own binos or their spotting scope out, just watching him. Like, oh, he's about there. Oh, he's about there. <laughs> he walks up on that thing, and you just hear him walk, come over the radio, picks just, it up, just kind of chuckling. <laughs> he says. Looks like a freaking femur bone. <laughs> <laughs> Picks it up. It's just a femur bone. <laughs> he looks right up at us. And I mean, I'm sure he could just hear the roar of laughter. I'll never forget John's laughing. <laughs> I mean, it was like a grizzly bear just opened up this gigantic laugh on the hillside. And you just see Richter down there holding it up like, are oh, you got to be kidding me? Like down there with a femur bone. And he walks over to the other one. <laughs> We're all laughing. Walks up to the other one. Same freaking femur bone that was laying over there. Same, Same. dang bone, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you had her better head back on up then. He's like, well, what do you say? He says, I'm like, well, I guess I better start walking back up that hill. It's going to take me a minute. I got to find, I've got oh. that. I, I posted that video on Instagram a while back when he did. I got to find that again. Maybe I'll. That was a classic. I'll, I'll, I'll put it back on my page because it was so funny. John's laugh in the background is just. Whoa. <laughs> it was just like. Whoa. <laughs> Oh. oh my god! And I just was—I mean, it really was. I guarantee to be Richter down there, he probably just heard the whole mountain uh-huh. blow up. Like <laughs> the elk hunt was over at that point. Yeah. It was just belly laughs after belly laughs after belly laughs. And then we sat there and waited because we're like, "Oh boy, he's got himself a hike on." It out was of a here. hike. It was a hike for him, and he made it. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Dude, he made us all laugh too. So yeah, that's what's most important is we all get a good chuckle out of the whole thing. <laughs> I goodness sakes alive! I uh, the rack had their our we finally had the south uh, southeast rack. Did you know that? Like I say, I I prefer to to why Kenan? I did not. To why not, wouldn't you want to be part of it? Wouldn't you at least want to hear what they say? Yes, I would. That's why I'm talking to you. What'd they say? Well, uh, they they brought up roads again. And guess what they said again? One to two percent of deaths are attributed to road kills, which which we've heard from you is probably not true. It, uh, it's not. Come on, like And they claim they claim it's not a big deal. You know, that's not a big deal. Not at all. Uh they talked about the buffalo hunt. They talked a lot about the. Oh, what's that? Uh, the boulder. That a, that's a yeah. unit, right? The boulder mound down there. Is there a buffalo hunt on the boulder? Well, they some of those those buffalo off the Henrys kind of go into the park. Yeah. Over by there, the cavalry. Where's the two? Where's the two? Because there's buffalo hunts there's on buffalo the Henrys on the, on the book cliffs. Book cliffs. That's the word. That's what I was looking for. Sorry, the book cliffs. And they talked about that and how they're gonna. They were giving out so many tags, and I guess the parking's ridiculous because into the roadless stuff. Mm. And the guy that's been there for so long is like, I've never seen it so crowded because they gave out so many tags. I guess. <clears throat> and they, you know, what was uh, kind of got me thinking was they talked about how they give out these cow tags because elk. I guess once they get to once they get past that first year, like a deer has to get past a couple of years to really be, like, mature, and then they die off when they get a little older, right? An elk, I guess, like, they made it sound like an elk just don't die. 
like it doesn't matter the conditions like elk are just tough like they or they're resilient to a lot of things and a lot of the calves they make it you know they they just make it and uh so they talked about how like the the best tool they have to manage the actual sizes of the herds is cow tags and uh because you know, and bull tags help too, right? But but cow tags help reduce the population quite a bit. And the management side of it is you get rid of those old cows that uh, just won't die, right? Because some of those old cows, they just won't die. Yeah. But somebody made a good solid point, and they said, look, when you, when you give out a cow tag and you got two cows standing up there, one's a eight-year-old nag, skin and bones, it's just not dying, but it's but it's still eating the same amount of resource. And then right next to it, you've got a one to two a two year old cow that's all plump and fresh and looks nice. Which one are you going to shoot? The young one for sure. You're going to shoot the young one. So the idea is b- behind the cow tags to reduce the herd is to get rid of those cows that aren't producing anymore. The old ones that, and they're not having babies either. At like <clears> a certain <throat> point, like the old cows, they don't have babies yeah. apparently. And but they still take the same resource, <clears throat> so they're thinking if we, you know, if you can get rid of those old cows, then that's the thing. Letting, but, that's not going to happen, like you say. Well, when you give out a cow guys tag, that, have it. a cow. If you apply for a cow tag, you're wanting the meat. That's you what want you're some veal, for. you know. And, you so, want and so you're you're looking for that younger age class animal because that's yeah. the, the better meat. Yeah, so, so you're not going to go shoot you an old cow if you and 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 most often when you find you don't find just a lone cow very often that no. you know. You're gonna find, find a herd. herd. Yep, yep. And th- that's, I like the I like the yearling calves. That's, that's what I'm 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 aiming yeah. for, just like a spike. You know, that's yep. Those are the best eating, and that's and that's exactly what they said. So it was just real funny to almost listen to people be like, "Well, if that's your management strategy, then you're think, messing up because yeah. that ain't gonna work." You know, like right. they they're shooting the young ones that are probably gonna reproduce for you. It's it's tough though. You gotta you gotta think about these. These guys that are the heads of this stuff, trying to trying to figure it out and trying to make everybody happy. Yeah, I would not want that job. No, and but and, and they're doing the best they can. Like the 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 thought process, right, is is maybe correct. Like, oh, I'm going to give out these cow tags because we need to get these older cows off the herd. But the reality is always a little bit different than what the book says. Yeah. It just always is when it comes to like conservation and management, like you're giving a tag to somebody that does not have the same, uh, always have the same thought as you. Like if you give a cow tag to a person, they're not thinking in their minds, uh, I'm a DNR guy now and I need to do what's right for conservation and kill the oldest cow. They're thinking I got a cow tag, so I'm gonna get some meat in the freezer. Right. And so I'm going to kill a healthy animal because I want the healthy meat. Yep, and you know it's like I say the the books, the statistics, the all that stuff points to exactly what they're doing, but it doesn't work. Oh, it yeah. In reality, it just doesn't work. Yep. So I thought that was interesting, and then they talked about you know the age class being you know the best at like six to six to eight, six to seven. Was this all talking about the book list? That were you no, saying, well, it was the South Southeast region oh, rack okay. meeting. Okay. <clears throat> they were talking about the book list when they started talking about the Buffalo. Oh, okay. okay. And how the Buffalo hunts were 
you know, being divided by this road and it was really getting crowded and opportunity was being messed up and, or they were trying to, trying to give opportunity, but it got so crowded there isn't even parking, you know, for like horse trailers or nothing at the head of the trail. And so anyways, there was quite a bit of discussion about the book cliffs for sure. Oh, I see. Just because of that situation. And some of it, they come, I guess, off a reserve somewhere. So they go in and out type mm-hmm. deal of a Indian reservation right, or something. Right. And how they're worried about, you know, you, you get that many hunters in there. You're just, you're going to end up pushing the herd right back into the reservation. And you ain't going to have no buffalo to hunt. Gosh, can't they just figure this crap out? Just Yeah. You know? Well, you know, if you just let guys um, shoot from helicopters, <laughs> we could we could thin them out real quick. Oh, my word. It's, it's, it's crazy. I've, I've never really listened to rack meetings, but I started listening to them. And it's really interesting, like, some of the things that are brought up, you know. The more you listen to them, the more... You know, you're sort of educated, but at the same time, you think, like, that's kind of dough-heady. Right. I used to listen to him, and mm. I probably should should still, but I just, I, I'm, I'm, after, I don't, where, 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 where do you find out about him? Like, so, where? on YouTube, like, I listen, I listen to him on YouTube. Do you go back on YouTube? Yeah. How on, do you know, like, when an upcoming, do you follow a page or something, where you kind of... Like, if I pull up my YouTube channel, like, it'll show, like, I've watched enough of them. I think I click a, like, reminder type thing or subscribe, oh. so it'll tell me when these new one these upcoming meetings are coming. And you can actually click on it to, like, remind you that it's going to come up so you can get a reminder. So that and you can go back. So like, if anybody wants to listen to it, they can always hop on the Division of Natural Resources webpage and go back and listen to it. Sure. I mean, they're long. They're like four hours or something like that. But if you're doing something else, you can just kind of have it playing in the background and tune in when something spot you know kind of catches your ear right. or whatever. Kind of like people can kind do with this of podcast. Like a podcast. Right. You know what's funny is <laughs> the amount of people. So I'm sure the majority of the people that listen to the podcast are local people in our area. I think I think that's yeah. There's a few other people outside of our area, but so I go to the soccer game. Briggs has a, you know he he got hurt. Briggs got hurt, so he's kind of just watches his soccer team play. Yeah, and I'm at the soccer game, and soccer moms are coming up to me. <laughs> listen, listen to the podcast. You you and Crane shooting the bull. You know. It's the funniest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was, speaking of that, I, we got done with uh, Harper's softball game. And uh, we were walking out, and I was getting in my truck, and Harper gets in. And she, or not her game, but her practice. At the same time, the boys were just finishing up. And, uh, oh, I, we got in the truck, and I, I look up, and, you know, I kind of crawled in. I kind of, like, look up, and there's Cooper's over there on the sidewalk, Cooper London. Yeah. He's waving at me. What, what, you wave? what in the world? I, I thought maybe he needed a ride, you know, because yeah. we were man tight and he lives in Ephraim. So I opened up the door and he's like, hey, I like your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I says, I says, oh, have you, I kind of hollered back at him like, have you heard it? And both him and his little brother were right there. Oh, yeah. We like yeah. it. And I was like, oh, my word. I'll, I laughed, you know. I was like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And then I, I was down at, over at the pasture with Cody. She had her friends. Cody's 11. She got a bunch of her little friends with her yeah, hanging out over there. And they've got their Casey Blaine, her one little friend, has her phone. Yeah. 
playing the podcast. They're all sitting there swinging on the swing set, listening to, po- <laughs> listening so to we, the podcast. At least we've got like elementary age kids and, and well, soccer that's about, moms listening. I mean, let's be honest. That's about where our level is. You know, like we're, we're in that, we're in that anywhere from third to seventh yeah. grade, you know, kind of intellect. Yep. Like that's our sort, that's our sense of humor is somewhere right exactly. in there. I don't know. But I thought I thought that w- I think that's hilarious when when I start to hear that or or people look at me like doing some podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, like it's so strange to when somebody has listened to it and they ask you or or like talk to you about it. It's just a weird. It is deal because I've had, you know how many people have come up to me and ask about bubbles. You really going to kill bubbles? <laughs> you re- you really going to be able to go through with that? You know, you, you, I tell the story, and you, I, I didn't really think that many people would ever pick up on this. But it turns out there's quite a few people now that's pretty concerned about bubbles. bubbles. Well, you got yourself a dog cow down Gosh, there. Dang. You got yourself a cow dog, dog cow. You know, if people, if, if, if there was listeners out there, I'm sure that knew where he's at, I bet you he'd be gone come, yeah, come you, June 14th. Yeah. He, he, he's going to be, be gone. He'd be picked up. <laughs> it'd get him into a sanctuary. <laughs> Oh, but I, I think it's fun. And I love, like, I loved having Herm on because Herm yeah. told, like, the, an awesome story about Parkinson's and kind of gave some insight. And I believe, like, I think there's a lot of people out there that got to know Herm a little better. Yeah, I think so. So I think it'd be fun just to have more people come on with us. Right. And just shoot the bull. Yeah, I think I think it'd be interesting to know if anybody's out there that, that has, you know, people in mind that they're that yeah. they'd like to hear from or, or ideas or things they let us know. Yeah, cuz you know, you know I, I was I was that's an awesome point because I was thinking about that. I think everybody has somebody that they're that they, you know, little storyteller uncle or something and they've got some stories that <laughs> that they think other people would enjoy, you know. Like we've talked about Alma, like hopefully we can get Alma on here to talk. Oh, he's about game. His. I talked to Alma. I talked to Alma the other day. Like we just we, yeah, we got to set up a date with Alma to come tell talk about the bear story that we're gonna keep pressuring Gary. Oh, Gary, he's gonna yeah, be, Gary. He Gary, won't return on, my Gary. text. I yeah. text him and now he he won't. He, Gary's a a local legend up here. He's got stories. Oh yeah, we need to get Gary on here. He'll be a blast. Old yeah. Gary Olson. He'll he he's got enough. Yeah. Yeah, he'll... we might have to make it in a three podcast. <laughs> he's got plenty of them. Oh yeah, I, I, he but t- no, we got some. We got some. I think some other people planned. You know, I yeah, people enjoy fun. it. Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna enjoy it. I guess, and that's problem is we got to stretch them out. We can't have back to back guests because yeah, right now we don't have that many people <laughs> willing to come on. Well, I've heard you know I've had a few people tell me they they'd love to come on. You know. But at the same time, like, if we're going to be shooting the bull, we might as well hit the record button. Right. No? You got lots to talk about. You know, I've had a lot of experiences in my life. <laughs> you know, a lot of stupid stuff. I am um, one of those guys that have also had many experiences of stupidity. Yep. And I yep. love every minute of I've had my wife ask me lots of times, like, would you change, like, wouldn't you change this or that or this or that, you know, like, <laughs> and I just, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Like change. regrets? Like, you yeah. Actually, if you have regrets? Well, I've done a lot of stupid things, right? Like, and so she'll look at me like, well, don't you wish you didn't do that? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I wish I 
didn't have to learn it that way. But because I have it and I've gone through it, like I can empathize with somebody else that's been there. Right. You know, so why would I, why would I want to give that up? Yep. I don't want to give, again, yeah, you you feel bad about some things or or, or because, because they weren't right or it was a mistake or whatever you want to call it, but that doesn't mean I want it gone. Yep. And some of those hardest lessons you've learned, I mean, you're not going to make the mistake again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't forget. Nope. You know, the whole forgive and forget thing's kind of silly because you don't forget. But what you do is you learn from it and you move on. And now you, you can, you know, you can, what's the word? I forgot what the word is. is. Empathy or sympathy? Yeah. So you, you can have empathy for somebody if you've been through the situation, right? Sympathy is if you just feel bad for somebody. Like you don't really know how they feel, but if you've been in that situation, then you can, you can empathize. You know, one thing I was thinking about today is, is, um, like, cause you're, as we're parenting these, we got kid, young kids now, and how much that you know your experiences affect, you know what they're learning and going through. I was thinking about you know, I don't know why I got this, I was thinking about this, but but being hateful, like my kids pick up like on people that that I I necessarily don't like, yeah. and like I might I might have mentioned it around them, you know, and and I got thinking like. So there, okay, there's this one gentleman. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, tell, I'm not gonna name names, but I, I, I had an experience with this guy, and he kind of ticked me off. And since then, I haven't been very. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really care for him. Right. And and you know, I'm a pretty, I, I get along with about everybody. Sure. So so if I don't like you, it's, it's your, probably, it's it's your probably fault. your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but this guy, I, I uh, gosh, I had it out for him. I just didn't like him, and and. And it got to the point that when I'd see him, I'd drive by, I just wouldn't wave, and and that's pretty abnormal for me, you know, and I wouldn't. And my kids, you know, they ride with me, and they, they start picking up on these little things that, hey, why didn't you wave at so-and-so, you know? what? Yeah. And and pretty soon, they start talking, oh, I don't like blankety-blank either, you know, I think. And so that, that struck me, like, what am I teaching my kids? Yeah. You know, like, my my... My beef with this guy is like bled over my life enough that it's now affecting my kids' attitude towards this guy, and they have no reason to to not like this person, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, but just because of my example, yeah, and what they see me doing, like it just, it's not a good thing to do, right? And so I had to like say, listen, you know what? I'm gonna forgive this guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it right. And it's hard. It's, I mean, I, <laughs> I have a hard time with situations like that like you're right getting over that with somebody but you know i i did i i, I, I talked to the guy and didn't necessarily talk about the, the the situation that made me not like him from the get-go but basically it's water under the bridge and Move i see the guy him. and I, I waved at him the other day and my kids like you you waved you you waved to him i was like yeah i did and they were just kind of like flabbergasted like but but, but that, i thought you hated but, him and i said you know what i don't i said i'm not I said it's it's not worth it. I said that that guy and, and what, the whole situation that happened there. It's affected me long enough. Yeah, like it, it didn't affect me to the point where it was ruining like my day or anything. But no. But whenever I see him, it was just like a little thing that I just held on to. Yeah. Well, and it always affects you more than it affects the other person. It's oh yeah. Like, the other person probably doesn't have a clue anything's going on. Right. But you're like, you know, right. just puts you in a weird spot just for that moment. Even like to hold on to something sometimes just puts you in a. Bad spot. Yep. 
bad mood for even just a moment, it ain't worth it. But I tell you, if I if 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 my kids wouldn't have, you know, if it hadn't been for them, I don't know that I'd ever change my ways about or my attitude toward this guy. But yeah, it's funny how, how yeah how things change and how how I have changed since you know you, you start having kids and worried about them. You want to be good people. I don't want my kids to hate anybody. I don't want them to have to. Yeah. You know, well, and it's but you, you you especially don't want them to hate somebody just because you do, right? Like they. Got and I no find that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of the case in, in a lot of, like if I don't like somebody, like I'm not gonna talk good about that person to you because I don't want you to like him either. And that's yeah, that's no way to be. You know, if, if I've got beef with somebody, or you got beef with somebody, don't just let it be. Let it be that, and and don't try to. Yeah. Well, you've heard the story about the, geez, I, I I'm I'm gonna butcher this, but it's about the ham, right? So. Uh, they were having ham for something. Let's say it was Christmas dinner. And the kid asked his mom, Mom, why, why do we only have, like, why, why do you cut the ham in half? We only have half the ham, right? Like, wh- why do you only cook that? And she says, well, that's, that's the way my mom did it. That's the recipe. That's, how, that's why I do it. And he, he was like, but why? Like, I feel like you're wasting half of the ham. Like, what, we cooked the whole thing. And she's like, well, let's call Grandma and find out, right? So they called Grandma and Grandma, why why do you why do we only cook half the ham? He wants to know. I told him it was because of the recipe. And uh she was like, Well, that's the way my mom always did it. And it just happened to be that her mom was still alive. So they've gone back now. This is great grandma, right? So they called great grandma. And uh, you know, both these two ladies have never even asked why they only <laughs> use this much meat. They just do. And so they finally called great grandma and said, Great grandma, why? In the world, do we only use this half of the ham? Like, why? Like, what? And, and and you know, the the lady says, I told I told so-and-so that that's because it's the recipe, right? And she says, well, no. I just never had a pan big enough to put the whole <laughs> thing in. Yeah, you know? And so sometimes it seems like we carry on our parents' and, and parents' habits, right? Or uh, maybe it's... Uh, Maybe it's our hatred or whatever it happens to be. We catch, right. we pick up on good things, or bad. I mean, yeah. good or bad, and we don't we don't necessarily ask a question, try to figure it out. But you just sort of pick up on things and you just go with it without asking any questions. Right. And you hate for your kids to just pick up on the bad things. You know, right. you you hope they pick up on the good things, right? But you try to minimize the bad things yeah. so that. Well, boy, sure, it was, it was an eye opening experience for me when. <laughs> yeah, they, they started just being, you know, kind of that way. I thought yeah. this has got to stop. <laughs> I got I got to I got to cut this off. I like it. Well, let's uh maybe we'll kind of see if we can wrap her up right here. I mean, that's about 45 minutes, I think. Boy, that's that's short one for us. I know. I was thinking we should try well, cuz I I'm always planning on trying to do one for like 30 minutes. And so when we end at like an hour, like that's that, I feel like that's pretty good. That is good, but I mean, I, I think we need to save a little juice. I, I think we'd see. Oh, we got who we plenty. Get next. We got oh, what's that? We got to see who we're gonna gonna have next. Yeah, we'll get that figured out. Maybe the next one we'll have a guest on. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. We got a lot of things coming up. Yeah, we got a lot of things coming up. We do. I was just thinking about like the rodeo that old Carl's putting on. We'd have to get Carl over here to talk about his yep. rodeo. Yeah, there's a there's an extreme bulls event coming to Manti. Yep. Memorial Day, May May thirtieth. Yep. When's the When's the uh, Wright brothers Stets, got there? Oh, Stetson Stetson Wright Invitational. Yeah. When's that coming? It's down there in Minersville, or it's on May fourteenth. 
Maybe we'll have to have one of them boys come. Well, in and say I've hi talked to, to that guy too. I've talked to old Stetson, and and he said that yeah, he'd love to come and we gotta shoot cut, the bull. get him in here and say yeah, hi. yeah. I think I think it'd be way fun. You know, I know he's a busy guy. It's it's crazy. I mean, think about that. He, he's he's fairly young. Yeah, five time world champion. I mean, he's he's been three time all around champion, I believe, and uh, saddle bron- reigning saddle bronc champion. Yeah, was the world champion bull rider a year or two ago. He's got a lot on his plate, so yeah. But I think he's going to come up to this this extreme bulls event, and nice. And I I talked to him, and he kind of said, "Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'd, I'd come talk to you." Snag but, him up while he's here yeah. or something, and just say what up. Yep, I like him. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Okay, well, right on. That was good. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, now you that's a, that's forty eight minutes of your life you'll never get back. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Peace out. Bye. Thank you.